Hello, everybody. It's Lori Thiel, your CEO, coming from MMR. We are on our third podcast from the executive team. And today we are going to follow up with you on benefits, what matters most to you. If you recall, we had a survey that we asked you to provide us with some feedback on. It was in the middle of December, and we do apologize, but we are just now getting back to you on those results. So to get us started, I'm going to remind you, the question was, what matters most to you about your benefits? And the majority of you cited three things. However, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the comments that we heard. So the top three benefits that receive the most uh, points, we'll say, the first one is weekend differentials. That came in at almost 39%. So weekend differentials, so obviously this applies mostly to the road. Um, I don't think we have any other, well, MedCom too, right? So weekend differential. And then second came in at PTO or a mental health day that had the second highest rating from the survey. And third was, um, excuse me, 401k to increase the match to your 401k. That came in at about 16.4%. So those were the top three areas where you told us what matters most to you. Uh, what is always of interest to me and Eric and Michelle as well is hearing some of your comments. So we wanted to highlight a couple of the comments on this podcast today. And I'm gonna turn the first question over to Michelle. And one of you had asked, why do we have wage caps on our pay scales? So Michelle, give us a little education on that. Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, so first off, every job at MMR has a wage range or a wage scale that's market driven. So that's when somebody hits the top of the scale or the range, that's where the cap comes into play, is that you've reached the top of your range or your, the scale that you're in. So the next question is why do we have ranges and scales? Uh, well, ranges and scales ensure that employees are paid appropriately, both internally and externally, based on the value of the wage in the marketplace, it also allows MMR to ensure increases are reasonable and that they're aligned with what's going on in the marketplace and that they're competitive and also to align with the financial health of the organization. So we have to be able to afford um, whatever it is that we're giving out to the employees. Uh, they also serve the ranges. We know how many employees are in each range and where they would go next year. So they, they better help us to manage our budget and our salary growth over a period of time and make sure that whatever we give out as wage increases is sustainable for our organization. Um, just a little background on wage ranges and scales and how wide they might be. They are usually between 30 and 40% wide. So when you say I got capped, it's probably somebody who's been here for a long period of time and they've went through that 30, 40% range. Um, and so if we didn't cap them, then everybody would have um, unlimited ability to grow that wage. And that might not then be market competitive. So if you're in a job for 40 years and your range doesn't stop somewhere, you could be outpacing another job that has a different weight within the marketplace. So um, that's 
kind of the wage ranges in a nutshell, but um, how does MMR evaluate the wage ranges and how do we know what to do with those each year to remain competitive? Um, some people may or may not know that we're not allowed to share directly our wage information with other people. Um, that's called price fixing. And so we're not allowed to do that. So oftentimes what we do is we employ consultants that will help us establish what those ranges should be. They look at survey data that's out there, um, a lot of times EMS specific. We've also um, engaged directly companies that will do a survey on our behalf to our direct competitors. And then they gather that information and they share summary data. Because again, we're not allowed to get direct wage information from our competitors. Um, and then we, we evaluate that and make sure that our ranges are competitive externally and um, decide where, what we can afford. And then we place the market factor on that, um, that range or scale each year during the budget process to make sure that we can afford it. Um, of course, we would love to be at the top of the market all the time, but sometimes uh, our bottom line doesn't allow for that. So that's what we do, and we're in the process of doing that right now because we're in the budget process for our July 1st uh, fiscal year beginning date and our wa annual wage increase. We're evaluating those right now. But I just want to give a little history, too, on what wages are at MMR. So the wages for MMR are about $37.5 million um, every year. Or if you want to equate it to how much is that compared to the rest of our budget, it's about 59% of our expense budget. So as you would expect, we're a service industry, and that's what um, we spend most of our money on is wages. So we have to be very careful about making sure that what we give out is fair, but it's also sustainable. Um, in addition to that, benefit costs, which are, again, employee costs, and some of them are a direct reflection of what the wages are. That's another $9.4 million, or 15% of our expense budget. So between the two of them, $47 million and about 74% of our total expenses go to wages and benefits. Um, and, and just a little bit of the history of how we got to the $37.5 million, over the last three years, um, I, we trended over a longer period of time than that, but in, if you just look at the last three years, when you talk about all of the market increases and the competitiveness of, in the market of trying to get staff and coming off of COVID, um, different things like that, we've increased our wages about 40% over the last three years. And it, and it varies depending on, of course, the position in the organization. But that's a pretty that's a bigger increase than I've seen in my career um, doing what I do um, just in three years. That's that's a pretty big increase. And fortunately for MMR, we've we've been able to sustain that and we've been able to reinvest our dollars into our employees. But we have a lot of other conflicting um, or comp competing priorities that we always have to balance. And I think Eric's going to talk a little bit more about that. Thank you, Michelle. And for those of you who may not know this, Michelle McGill is serves really two purposes. 
uh, for our organization. She's our chief financial officer. And secondly, she's really our chief human resource officer as well. So um, she wears both hats, which I think is very valuable for us. And that explanation about how wages are determined is very helpful. A lot of folks don't know that. And I would encourage anyone, if you still have questions about what you just heard from Michelle, feel free to reach out and send her, her or Abby an email at any time, and they'd be happy to meet with you. Okay, so now we're going to transition over to Eric. And Eric, in the survey comments from Benefits, What Matters Most to You, there were a couple comments from employees stating that they felt we were still not competitive with our wages and our benefits. So I'm going to let you take a stab at responding to that one. So I, I personally think that the organization, we're never going to be the highest paying organization, EMS organization out there. And some of that has to do with us being a nonprofit um, that in most of our areas, the only revenue we get is from going out, running a call, transporting a patient. So we're limited on what we have in that pot to give out to the employees. Um, so Michelle talked a little bit about we've had a 40 percent uh, increase in our salaries and our wages. And we have to do a lot of creative things to say, well, what are we going to take from or how are we going to improve our processes in order to recoup that money so that we can put it back to our employees? And so that's why we've seen a lot of these uh, pushes with documentation and, and attaching driver's licenses and insurance cards. It's about maximizing the amount that we can bring in. So Kind of to loop back to the 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 overall question, you know, um, it has a lot to do with what we're able to bring in. But I will say, as an executive team and, and leadership in this organization, we recognize that we want to be on the upper end of those wages and salaries and be competitive with other agencies, and then make up for the rest with our culture, with our with our equipment, and having safe vehicles and all those things that go along with that as well. And hopefully people will um, be attracted to our organization, not just because the pay is competitive, but the environment is also great too. All right, that was a good response. And I'm gonna add this, because this came to mind as you were talking. We often hear, uh, particularly from our folks out in the field doing the actual hands-on patient care, that uh, all we seem to do sometimes is talk about the billing side as it relates to documentation. But really at the end of the day, everybody, providers out in the field should care about the billing side if you care about your wage. And that's what you basically just said, Eric. Those two are, are linked that, together. That, getting... and there is another side to that, Lori, too. It's not only do I care about my wage, but I also don't want my patient to get a bill that they shouldn't get. And, and it has a lot to do with, with patient care as well. And unfortunately, you know, we're not immune from uh, the cost that every other organization in this world that provides EMS has. We have to pay for fuel. We have to pay for trucks. Nobody shows up for free. Um, you know, I, I always tell people the gas station attendant doesn't wave us off when we put $150 in the ambulance. They, they still expect us to pay. Um, so... There are a lot of things that go into it. And this is one thing I've learned since I've been in this position is how expensive it is to run an EMS organization. It's very expensive. And we are 
totally driven. Michelle will, I'm sure, will back this up. We are driven by what we are able to get reimbursed, and we really don't have a lot of control over that at all. Correct. Yeah, 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 correct. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to, um, I want to advocate for someone who made this comment in the survey. Um, I think this comment is has carries a lot of weight, has some uh, serious validity to it. So here's what this person said, that they want benefits that work for all of us, not just what the road employees need. So whoever made that comment, I don't know if you'd be listening to this podcast, but um, I thought that was a valid comment. Obviously, there's 700 of us. Not everybody works on the road. And so whatever we do for one, basically, this person was saying, you need to do for all, right? Just fair and equitable. So I just wanted to push that comment out there so that that person, if you are listening to our podcast, knows that you were heard and uh, we hear you. So and then let's see, uh, next step. So what are we doing with all this survey data that we have just reported back to you? So we are in the middle of uh, just starting actually, kind of entering into the middle steps of creating our budget that starts on July 1st, 2024 and ends on June 30th of 2025. Robin Monville is our finance manager. She takes the lead in working with all of our managers from all areas to create budgets. Once that's put together, Eric, Michelle, myself, Robin get together. We look at that information and we have to make some determinations. Do we have a little you know, wiggle room to possibly do more with some of the benefits, some of the feedback that you've provided us? Do we have to make some adjustments or some cuts? So that's where this rests. We're currently in the middle of the budget and we're looking at all of this information and figuring out what we can do, if anything, if possible, keeping our fingers crossed. So we thank you for your time today. Again, any questions about the budget, any questions about the survey or any questions about wages and how that all comes together, please don't hesitate to reach out to Michelle, Eric, or myself. And thank you for your time. And if you have any ideas about something you'd like us to speak on, just send that information over to me at alfeel at mobilemedical.org. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.